This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Wednesday to everybody out there. This is On the Block with Strick and Buck, and we're ready for another few hours of sports talk with you. We have Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald set to join us at 425. 525, we'll get another visit from our friend Ryan over there at Cerebro Sports. Uh, but uh, in between time, we'll have a lot of sports talk for you. But I w- did want to start with this, Strick. Uh, do you have a favorite Bruce Willis movie or memory? Because uh, it was announced today, um, kind of sad news, I suppose, is that Bruce Willis is, uh, is, uh, is going going to retire as far as his his, uh, his acting career goes he actually has a uh, a condition called aphasia which i think it is he's starting to kind of um blur his words or you can you know you can look that up for yourself but uh, in any case uh, not not going to continue his acting career obviously um one of the best over the last few decades you have a favorite bruce uh, willis memory or or movie I mean, he's had a lot of them. He's been in a lot of great movies. Um, I think the ones that really stand out to me, I mean, they're, they're, they're fairly old now, but definitely the Die Hard series. Oh, Those yeah. are the ones that really, you know, just took a immediate liking to me. And what I liked about his acting is, is those Die Hard movies. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, you know, I, my, yeah, there you go. And uh, <laughs> I think they, they've been releasing a few of those over the last several years, too. Uh, I always liked uh, Unbreakable, which uh, which was a pretty good movie uh, with Samuel L. Jackson in it. Uh, what else did they have? Uh, uh, the Sixth Sense, that was always a pretty good one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. see dead people. That, that uh, was a good drama one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armageddon, Pulp Fiction. The Fifth Element I really liked as far as the sci-fi one. He's, he's had a lot of good ones over the years. He seems like he's in a light, you know, he's just one of those action guys where he's always just kind of paired in a buddy cop film. And those ones I start to overlook because there's just so many of them, um, which, but eventually, you know, there's just a few of them that stick out. So kind of sad to see Bruce Willis's acting career come to an end, but uh, that was announced today. Um, so uh, good luck to him on, on you know, kind of uh, figuring his way through um, that uh, that deal that he's got going there. Uh, also, I wanted to mention this. The Lincoln City Libraries uh, have announced uh, today that they will uh, they will have acoustic guitars to check out. Would that be something that you'd be interested in, Strick? Can you, can you play a little acoustic guitar? Not my forte. If I was going to play anything with strings, it'd probably be the bass. Oh, not not the traditional old big bass, but actually the bass guitar. I I think I would like to do that. Now, I I, I will say that when I was younger, I, I gave my shot and my try at um, playing the viola. I played the viola. Oh, when nice. I was in junior high. Yeah. yeah, and you figured it out a little bit. 
you know, you know, got to rosin it up. You got to, you know, take oh, care yeah. of the strings. Got to take care of the bow. That's pretty cool. It was, it was, it was, it was my first big responsibility as a young man. My, <laughs> my little viola. I had my little case. I was excited. I love to practice. I got in there and got it, got it going. I could, I can carry a little tune. Yeah, that is. That's actually pretty cool. I've never had the gift of, um, of any musical instrument. They made me do um, the recorder in uh, middle school or, or, or grade school um they made all the kids that didn't un- you know didn't really care too much for music do the recorder and try to learn see if they could spark any interest it didn't really work for me my brother's really good uh musician he can play a lot of different instruments someday i'd like to i was always uh, drawn to the to the drums maybe the uh mm-hmm. just to make a lot of noise or, or piano i always thought it sounded really good but uh i guess if it's it's free i can just check out an acoustic guitar now i don't know if it's yeah. free i shouldn't probably be be saying that maybe but usually with the lincoln city library it's as long as you have a membership, uh, you know, you can check out books and then you know, just, it out. just don't return that guitar late because then the late fees start paying in. So uh, and then you, you probably start to worry about if you if you uh, damage it at all. That's uh, that'll be no right. cheap, uh, no cheap deal. But uh, I think that's pretty cool for Lincoln. So I'm kind of excited out for that for for everybody. That's, uh, you know, all the young musicians out there. Maybe you can kind of get something going there if you can't uh, get a guitar in your hands otherwise. All right, let's get into the sports talk today. Um, before we, we jump too much into what was going on today, I did want to, uh, rec- you know, review kind of yesterday. Um, we talked about it in the final segment, um, but it kind of broke there in the last hour of our show. We had Mo Williams on. If you didn't listen to that, former NBA all all-star now Jackson State uh, head coach is is and so check out the the podcast page the ticketfm.com or you know you can find us our, our past shows on YouTube or Facebook or anything like that um, uh, so Spotify Spotify even yeah there's there's we're plenty there of with, options we are, we're on there with the Joe Rogan experience baby we blowing up <laughs> <laughs> he might have a little bit of a lead on us but uh, we'll catch up we'll catch up uh, but uh, in any case so we didn't get too much to talk about Derek Walker's decision to return back to Nebraska and, and how big of a deal that is for Nebraska, more so than anything for me, is just some continuity uh, and a piece. I think that that will be a bigger piece to the puzzle uh, even next year. As as maybe as crazy as that sounds, I mean he's your starting center and they relied on him quite a bit. Um, but I, you know, without Bryce McGowan's, uh, still kind of the verdict out for Trey McGowan's. I don't think that you know even if Flat Main uh, comes back, that he would supplant Derek Walker as far as importance in that starting lineup. Yeah. So um, I think you're looking at your your biggest piece coming back. Yeah, I mean, definitely as far as leadership is concerned, he's going to be a, a tremendous advocate in the locker room as far as unifying the groups that are, are coming, uh, those that were watching and observing, uh, i.e. Denim Dawson types, and then, you know, just the core of guys that are coming back. He'll be a, a stable force of what's been around, who which has seen, who has observed the goods, the bads, and the uglies. And there's probably more of that than anything at this point, but Hopefully he'll be a good turning point to help to, you know, show and inspire them to to make a nice little run, hopefully next year. And I thought it was cool to kind of see Kobe Webster come back um, last year, uh, you know, with his extra year. Um, and despite the fact that things didn't go the way that they wanted it to, and now, you know, you kind of have the same thing here in Derek Walker where, um, you know, his career has, you know, when he committed to Nebraska, probably did not envision this record um, coming back, you know, this far. But, um it's still a chance to kind of redeem themselves. And uh, again, I think probably be a bigger part of the offense. I'm going to be fascinated because he is um, going to be one of your kind of returning leaders is how much do they kind of work him into that? How much do they want him to take on that role considering he's kind of your more traditional big, you know, he doesn't stretch the floor. I know you're you're looking for him to add that to his game. Um, But uh, you know, and that's not necessarily Fred Hoiberg's, 
go-to or mantra for his offense. But, you know, especially if if, if they can, and, and so far it seems like, you know, Blaze Keat even said himself uh, he's planning on coming to Nebraska. If, if you can have those guys together, you've got a kind of a formidable um, front court there uh, and, and something that, you know, it, you know, in the Big Ten, that could be quite useful. Well, I mean, as, as you know, they were one of the smaller front courts in, in total in size uh, in the Big Ten. And so to be able to have a, a solid three-man rotation out of their front court um, with Blaze coming, with, with Derek Walker, uh, they'll be able to do some versatile things with, um, with goggles coming back, with Breidenbach. So uh, they, have, they have multiple options. I don't think it's as, as uh, you know, you have the top Juco prospect, yeah, Breidenbach hopefully will be solid coming off of injury, get his weight right, uh, will be able to um, take everything that he observed and learned last year and be able to apply it hopefully um, to this year after watching everything. So, you know, that, that it's, 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 a, it's a lot less learning curve, I think, that they have. And so hopefully it'll be uh, good for the team that they would have that type of unity and in, in, in amongst them to be able to do something in the Big Ten. Yeah, and, and we've talked about it before. They're going to need um, they're going to need to win some games really to get momentum back into this program. Obviously, they they've got a, a couple decisions to make on the bench there to try to get um, some more assistant coaches in. Um, still, some some roster questions out there as far as if, if you know uh, Trey McGowan's or or Latmain will come back and what to do with those scholarships if they don't. It's uh, it's it's something we're seeing everywhere. I mean, the transfer portal's already hit Nebraska a little bit with Trevor Lakes and Eduardo Andre. Um, for what it's worth, Iowa has lost two guys over the last week to the transfer portal, um, and I'm sure every team is going to kind of deal with that roster turnover, as as has been the case for several years now in college basketball. Um, maybe a little less impacted by the transfer portal um, and how big of that's become because college basketball will seem to be on the forefront of it, though I'm sure the numbers have probably um, blown up even more. Uh, the last stats I heard is, you know, is that it is. It just doesn't feel new here in college basketball because transferring just seemed to be more accepted and, and expected at basketball for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a part of the game. I, I think it's a preparation thing for – if you're going to play professionally, it's, it's definitely a preparation because you're not necessarily always going to stay with the team that you came to um, you've got trades, you've got uh, just a business deal where they're going to just move on and pick up another player. Um, you may want to go somewhere else that's more viable opportunity for you. So I, I don't see it as a negative thing, so to speak. I think it, it prepares all all parties for what what's next in line, which is the professionalism of it. And if that's what college basketball is to be, then, you know, let, let it be a part of that process. And as we as we kind of look toward the the professional part of it and what uh, what may be on the way is uh, is it seems to be a storyline that's kind of coming about is that maybe as we look forward to the final four this upcoming week Paul Paulo Banquero has has kind of played himself maybe into that number one pick discussion uh, averaging eighteen and a half points I think through the tournament so far he's been the leader for Duke all along of course he plays with a bunch of um, prospects that will also you know be playing suiting up in the NBA as well I think if there's about five or six of those guys on the Blue Devils squad right now. Um, so maybe that gives him a little bit of an advantage. But as you watch him, you kind of compare him to some of the other names that might be thrown out there, Jamari Smith and Auburn, um, you know, maybe even Ivy over there, Purdue, Chet Holmgren. Um, what, what Would you think Bancaro first? If, if, you're, if you had the number one pick in the draft, 
Obviously, we'll see how it plays out. It could be a big deal how he finishes out this tournament. Um, but he's kind of that, you know, that more traditional for what people are looking for in the NBA, that, that at the very least, the 3 and D type body, the athleticism um, to kind of run out there uh, on, in the wing. And maybe that's where the most effective superstars are coming from these days. I mean, that's that's one thing you've got to look at. I mean, on the biggest stage of men's college basketball, there are a few players that have been able to elevate themselves into those discussions. Um, for example, for instance, uh, for ex- for instance, <laughs> not existence. For instance, uh, Davion Mitchell out of Baylor, he was one of those that oh, yeah. that was able to elevate himself uh, into a top ten uh, pick uh, coming out of Baylor with the Sacramento Kings in the twenty twenty one draft, and then uh, last year out of Oregon, um, just. Only in the last two games, you had Chris Chris Duarte, who averaged 22.6.5 assists in the tournament that put him in the lottery and got him a a, a spot with the Indiana Pacers at the the 13th pick. So um, as we talked about, those are some of the things that we discussed is that you're only as good as your last games. And like the NBA playoffs, the NCAA tournament, bolsters because you're in the eye in the biggest stage in the biggest time where everybody and their mom is watching and you're putting yourself in a position averaging 17 points seven rebounds shooting uh, about 48 percent he's got some you know uh, almost three 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 point five assists um he's got a block number that's out there 610 versatile 250 so he's got all the components to be able to do that. He's got the body size and still yet the versatility. But when you look on the other side, you got Jabari um, who in his last games just didn't fare very well. You know, he only had 10 points against uh, uh, Miami who actually blew them out and, um, and didn't play very well. Didn't shoot very well, had some consistencies, inconsistencies up and down types of games throughout the season, but uh, in conference played pretty solid. So he's at 6'10", 220. So his body's not NBA ready yet. And, you know, his versatility's there. A lot of the things a lot of people like about him has got tremendous upside. But he's a homer and away. His away games are tremendously less than his home games. But he shoots a high clip in his career from three. So that gives him, you know, the nod in those, in those particular instances. And then you've got Chet Holgram, who's still a project at seven foot. He's going to get beat around a little bit, seven foot under 200, yeah. you know, so he's been on a very good team. He's going to be a stretch guy. He was very reminiscent of uh, Porzingis, but uh, I, I personally don't think he does as much as a young Porzingis yet, but he has that upside for that. And so therefore, yeah, man, you've got to look at Paulo jumping up and potentially putting his name in the hat for that top spot, just because it depends on who, who wants what, who's got what, who wants what and what they're looking for coming into the draft. But that's you're saying maybe he's the most and and that does this doesn't always get you, you know, the number 1 pick or whatever because a lot of it is about right. upside, but is he the most NBA ready you think out of that group? I, because I think it is going to be down between him, Ivy, Holmgren and Smith. Um and uh and, and I think he is. I mean just the body size, um yeah. his passing's gotten better over the season. Um you know, the athleticism's already there and he's just he's he's very fluid and very mobile for a, a guy that big, 6'10" 250. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I mean, it's just going to depend on, you know, who's going to secure the draft pick. We don't know that yet yeah. because they haven't had the ball drop, but who, whoever, what they have on their, on their staff, who they're willing to move on from 
if they're, they want to keep somebody that's already there with a similar uh, type of body type or game, then they may pass on him. They may go with a more of a Chet Holmgren type where he may be a little bit of future, a couple year prospect. They may throw him down in the G League, get him some run, and then boom, pop him back up, get him stronger. And he's he's got to get stronger at that size. I mean, Porzingis even had to bulk up a little bit because, you know, even though he was successful. Now, the only one that I think, because just his handle skills, you're going to have to increase in all those different areas his handle skills just his abilities a scoring nightmares kevin durant the only one that i know is is the grip the the slim reaper who basically kept his size and he's still giving you that work so uh you still got to get stronger though even though kevin maintained body size he's he's still pretty strong so uh i don't know if chet 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 can kind of get bumped off a little bit jabari uh can get there because he's very shifty in his size but i think uh is a little bit more ready he, he takes contact very well he's able to get by contact he's able to to take it and still be able to finish and so those are a lot of things i like about him do you think that for chet holmgren at the next level he, he would start off as a stretch four as opposed to a five because of that weight problem yeah and that's what i mean it's yeah. going to depend on who who's looking to pick him up because that's where it's going to have to start i mean you just can't imagine him uh <laughs> against some of the fours out there that are out there right now, Um, you know, some of the fours, you know, even just look at him against Draymond Green, he would get nowhere with Draymond, you know, uh, uh, Draymond Green uh, covering him. Joel Embiid or Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, but, but he, he, he's probably, yeah. If he had to play against a Joel Embiid, give me a break or Nikola Jokic, (laughs) please. So therefore that's what I mean. It's, 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 you know, you saw already, um, you know, uh, bowl bowl struggle mm-hmm. in that way, right? You, so anybody that has those slim body types, they they've struggled uh, in the initial onset of their careers because they just didn't have the size to be able to take uh, the pounding. And you're gonna play. You're not playing thirty games. You're not playing thirty some games. You're playing eighty some games, and that wears on your body. So that's where the strength is also able to overcome that. Well, as as we talk about the final four too, one other note about it is that uh, that fans are are pretty getting getting upset with country music star Eric Church because he's decided to uh, postpone some of his events so that he can go and watch his beloved Tar Heels play in the final four. Of course, they were an eight seed, um, and so kind of making a, a, a surprise run. They they played Duke. I mean, do you blame an entertainer for taking some time off? Obviously, the tickets were sold. People were looking forward to this. He already kind of promised his his time at that point. Um, but at the same time, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You're only going to ha- get the chance to see, and obviously you can afford the tickets, only going to get the chance to see North Carolina versus Duke, Coach K's career on the line in the Final Four once. Yeah, I think that's a tough one, man. Um, you know, I, you even heard Draymond Green talk about when uh, LeBron is close to uh, surpassing Kareem that he's going to basically forego a game if he has to and go out there and watch history. So, I mean, people are doing that now, um, but I I can't fault him for it. Uh, You know, obviously, how do you reschedule that? Do you reschedule that? You know, the arenas are, there's so many parts to a concert that you got to figure that out. And, and, and just to drop it uh, on the whim of something like that, it's going to piss some people off. No question.
Yeah, he's he's uh, he's getting kind of getting uh, taken <laughs> to the woodshed there on the internet right now. Yeah. But I'm sure he won't mind too much as he's sitting at the game on Saturday. Um, you know, maybe I, maybe I'll ask CBS to keep him out of the the broadcast for that one. Uh, but but we'll end up we'll wait and see on that. We do uh, have to take a break. Uh, well, maybe not. Uh, I think I'm having a battle with my buddies over there as far as trying to uh, fix this computer here. So I guess we're stuck here. Uh, continuing to talk, we have uh, uh, Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald uh, coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, is, is Maybe we'll, we'll even call him before we go to break because I can't seem to get out of this. Um, well, the crazy is thing here. is this. The, the Lakers are now the fakers. They have fallen out of even the play-in game, which is absolutely crazy at this point so those are some of the things that i'm thinking about when i when i'm watching basketball i'm excited and looking forward to you know the ncaa tournament that's coming up over the um, you know the weekend uh watching those games are going to be great you know great matchups great teams that are out there um you know obviously the football stuff is starting to to take effect and you know those things are starting to really go into high gear um, a lot of the top quarterbacks have dropped off. There's still a few more to happen. Um, but, you know, it's a frenzy out there just in all things. You know, baseball is still trying to uh, figure out, you know, their direction and where they're going right now. USFL is gearing up. That's going to pop off really soon. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there, but there is some dead stuff out there. And, you know, again, spring game is getting riled up. We'll talk a little bit about that. So there's a lot of stuff out there that's happening right now. Yeah, so thankfully we've got a lot to talk about to, to cover up there. We had a little bit of a technical issue, but we've kind of figured it out here. Uh, so uh, we can talk about some of it, and, and I really wanted to get into the baseball um, side of it for college baseball with Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald coming up next. As Nebraska dropped uh, another one, and probably a frustrating one. Uh, DJ Cutlet. <laughs> another one. Another one. This one mattered a little bit more because it was Creighton. They had five yeah. errors. Nebraska had a bunch of hits. They out-hit Creighton. They just couldn't uh, secure the win once again. So things are, are getting low there in, in Huskerville over there for college baseball. But maybe they can get it turned around. We'll try to figure out what happened with that. Coming up next with Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald on 93.7 The Ticket.